Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Hello, and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live the podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. But moreover, where my main mission is to keep you out of the force court and where marriage unchained, the art of one flesh, divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day while also giving you and helping you understand courting, not dating in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 180th episode, the Hold of Lovers series continues with how to save my Catholic marriage when my wife has just plain given up. And today we uncover gift 28, the cause of erectile dysfunction and eight things to try before going to the cut me up doctor. <laughs> Plus live phone calls from you answering your marriage and crisis questions. Also, please share this podcast, man, if you're getting value from it and give it a big thumbs up. So get in that cue. Don't wait. Bam. And so today's quote, as we always do every day, all day, every single day, we give a quote to get us warmed up, to give us something to think about. And today I have a doozy. So let's get started. Quote, if a woman does not obtain natural gratification from the sexual act, there is a danger that her experience of it will be qualitatively inferior and will not involve her fully as a person. It is usually the result of egoism in the man who failing to recognize the subjective desires of the woman in intercourse and the objective laws of the sexual process taking place within her seeks merely his own satisfaction, sometimes quite brutally. End quote. St. Pope John Paul II book, Love and Responsibility. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern for some resolution to your marriage confusion. So, and so now we present the Catholic Alpha's radical rant of the day. If you guys are having any kind of uh, sexual health issues as far as um, erectile dysfunction or premature ejaculation, get in that call. Give me a call because it's always better to help um, uh, on a phone call than it is to just to hear the content because that pertains to not your specific situation. And 
Today, we're working on how to save my marriage when my wife is giving up the Holy Lover series. And today is gift 28, which states what? A holy lover isn't impotent. What is a husband's sexual health and why is it important to maintain? So impotency is a big thing. It's basically erectile dysfunction, same thing, except uh, we there's also age-related uh, erectile dysfunction or impotency. And then there's uh, normal erectile dysfunction um, when you are basically um, below 40 and still vital. Okay. So the first question for today is what is a husband's sexual health and why is it important to maintain? So sexual health is anything that can affect the ability of a husband to perform at a high level during the marital embrace. I'm going to say that again because you didn't hear me and it's quite very, very important. Sexual health is anything that can affect the ability of a husband to perform at a high level during the marital embrace. And pe people are going to say, well, you know, we all have our level of high. We all have our judgment of high level. Well, that's denial. <laughs> OK, uh, either you're high performing or you're not uh, just like a world class athlete. Either you're winning or you're not. There's no second place. Every athlete, every football team, every basketball team, every every golf, tennis, pro, everybody knows that. You know, second place and third place are just consolation prizes. The first is number one is number one. And this is what you, this is the kind of attitude that you must have when you are talking about fulfilling your wife inside the bedroom and during the marital embrace intimacy. Okay. So again, sexual health is anything that can affect the ability of a husband to perform at a high level during the marital embrace and sexual health. There are two types of, uh, there are two types of categories in this, in the sexual health. The first one is sexual health, spirituality. Okay. So spiritually. So basically we don't want to do anything that can affect our souls. Um, in the bedroom, so and outside the bedroom, all right, it's very important that we understand that because sin makes us stupid, and if we're doing things that are not sanctioned by God, which that's kind of a weird way to put it, but it's kind of what it is, um, then what we do is we harm our spirit, we harm our soul, we harm our intellect, and so what will happen is we we stop being to perform at a certain level because sin makes us stupid. And the more we sin, the more numb we get to it. And then it damages our soul. Okay. And so some of the, some examples of sexual health dealing with our spirituality is masturbation, pornography, infidelity, same sex attraction, that kind of stuff. Okay. Lust, you know, things like that. Most things that are, that are against chastity. And we'll go into that in a second. The second category is sexual health physically. So what are things, what are you doing that are, that's, what are some things that you are doing to stop you um, from performing at a high level and physically being able to perform at a high level? Okay. Um, and so things like taking medications, because medications, no matter how you want to look at it, they all have side effects that are a lot many times worse or just as bad or even a little bit less than the one problem that you're trying to solve. Medications are not immune to hurting our sexual health. Um, toxins, okay, toxins, which were medications are toxins, but there are also other kind of toxins, things we put in the mouth, like uh, the food we eat. 
um, sugars, carbohydrates, processed foods like syrup, you know, corn, uh, anything with uh, corn. Uh, what is that? The processed, what is that corn? Uh, fructose corn syrup, that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, and and um, so that's that's the physical thing. And then diseases that we have. Um, all right. Believe it or not, disease is preventable. Um, and a lot, believe it or not, the body is able to, once you get a disease, it's able to help you, is able to assist you in healing it. Okay. So that's the first question. Next, why is sex the second most important thing in marriage? When we talk about erectile dysfunction and impotency, impotency, man, I'm, I'm going to have trouble all day saying that word, impotency, impotency, impotency. <laughs> so the next thing is, why is sex the second most important thing in marriage? And when you talk about any kind of sexual problem, you must talk about the all-important why is sex the second most important thing in marriage. A lot of people don't agree with me when I start talking like that because they don't understand the deal. They don't understand marriage. They don't understand what marriage is for. They don't understand a lot of things when it comes to relationships. Okay. And most of all, they don't understand women. Not saying that I do understand women. What I'm saying is I understand a lot of the most important things that women need and require. Okay. So why is sex the second most important thing in marriage? Why? Behind prayer, because prayer is the number one thing in your marriage, spiritual warfare. If you're not engaging in spiritual warfare, things like erectile dysfunction, pre, uh, pre premature ejaculation, your wife being unhappy, your kids being out of control. These things are allowed in your home by God, by Christ. Christ is in charge of all temptation. So if you're having these kind of problems, it's why it's to improve your soul It's to draw you closer to God. And it's a mistake to believe it any other way. God loves you. This is true mercy. It kills me high priest and pastors always talk about mercy 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 but they have no idea what mercy really means mercy of god means what i am gonna let you stay alive and i'm gonna let you thrive i'm gonna let you be here on this earth and to help you get it to help you understand that i am one that needs you draw you closer to me and what does that mean in practical daily terms the minute we create a we separate ourselves from god which is how do we separate ourselves from God through mortal sin? Immediately, your relationship with God is severed. What's a mortal sin? Well, I did a, uh, a series, a five-part series on mortal sins, okay? And mortal sins are things like killing somebody, not going to church on Sunday, um, stealing, uh, lust in the bedroom, things like that. You call pornography, masturbation, things like that. Uh, try, uh, divorcing your husband when you know you're not when he's not when he's not beating you or he is not being unfaithful to you um, separating from him those are all things that cause us to be separated from God and put us in a different level when it comes to Satan and the spiritual world okay and so um, prayer is important spiritual warfare is important this helps keep your home somewhat viable. If your home is in chaos right now, it's because of your prayer regimen. You're not, you're not acknowledging Christ the way that you're supposed to be, and he's allowing the demonic in your home. Okay, so that is why sex is the second most important thing. Why? Prayer is first important. I'll just explain why. The second most important thing is sex, intimacy. 
marital embrace, the holy caress, however you want to put it. Intimacy inside and outside the bedroom is the most important thing, second most important thing in your marriage. Why? Because it builds emotional closeness with your wife. That is the most beautiful thing about it. Remember why God created marriage. Number one, for procreation. Women, get over it. That's your job. That's what you're supposed to be here for. You wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that. Okay? Second, number two, is the education and formation of those saints that you and your husband have and you and your wife have babies, which bonds your love. The formation and education of those beautiful children in the faith, which means what? Teach them of God, how to grow close to him, how to love him, how to serve him, how to know him. Okay. The third reason God created marriage is what we're talking about today is the unity of the spouses. And the unity of the spouses is what? Uh, unity of the spouses is uh, uh, intimacy inside and outside the bedroom, loving each other, caring for each other, and things like that. Okay. Those are three reasons that God created marriage. And so without the unity, the emotional closeness, the emotional connection, what happens is <laughs> your wife wants to leave because she doesn't feel important. She doesn't feel that. So this is why we must learn and stop taking sex and being disordered about sex, because what that does is that hurts us. That hurts us and hurts our marriage. OK. So um, if it uh uh, intimacy builds a feeling of closest in a wife with with um, action instead of a husband's mouth moving. That's why sex is important, because it shows your wife that you love her without you having to say it and things like that. This is why intimacy is so important, because actions mean a lot more than what comes out of your mouth. In today's world, if a woman doesn't feel connected to her spouse, she will leave him or cause havoc in the marriage because of her unfulfillment as a woman. See, her unfulfillment as a woman is very important. If a woman feels that she's not unfulfilled or unsatisfied, then she starts searching. All right. Whether that not necessarily for the other man, but just searching for a way to make herself feel better. All right. Which is what we all do. Okay. Now, why is it unfair to our beloved wife if we harm our sexual health? which is what sexual health again is anything that interferes with our ability to perform at a high level and be a great lover for our beloved wife. Okay. Behind prayer, uh, uh, women, women's bodies can withstand the act of sex better as they are receivers. Okay. Understand this a little bit. Okay. Again, the question is why is it unfair to our beloved wife? If we harm our sexual health, well, women's bodies can withstand the act of sex better as they are receivers. Think about that. With a woman, she is receiver. So there's nothing really stopping her from having sex. Now, it might not feel good or it might hurt or something like that, but there's nothing preventing uh there's nothing preventing in, in you as a husband inserting uh, yourself and, and and giving yourself to your wife. There's nothing blocking that really. Okay. So this is why women is sometimes women don't understand problems of men. They don't really understand how fragile that our, our, our sex organs are and in, in the things that are connected to that. They really don't because to them, well, it does what it does. 
you know, and if it don't, then something must be wrong. You know, you, you know, it's your fault kind of like thing. Um, but women though, when they can't have sex or something, Oh, you're just so, you don't understand. You're so mean and you don't, you know, that kind of stuff. You know how women are. (laughs) Okay. So with women, they, they can withstand the act of sex better as they are receivers, okay? Now, in men, it's more of a mechanical issue, isn't it, right? Either a husband can attain and maintain an erection or he can't. There's no really no in-between. Yeah, it might be, you know, a little not as a hard erection as it, a strong erection as it could be, but it's still there. You know, um, and as long as there's a partial erection, a man can do what he needs to do. But as you're going to learn, that is a bad thing because one of the things partial erections do is cause a man to pre uh, to uh, premature ejaculate and things like that. All right. So um, and if the man can't maintain an erection, I ask, is this fair to his beloved wife who is willing and able to make love to him? Okay. A lot of guys, they don't really realize. See, the thing about women is we have this misconception and society does that women don't need sex and stuff. Silly stuff. Well, that is so not right. You know why? Just think about it. When a woman's on her period, when she's young, before menopause, she's fertile. So what does fertility do? It drives you towards what? It drives you towards procreation, towards having a baby. So, of course, women want and need intimacy the problem is they might not like how you as a man try to with try to initiate that intimacy with them that's where men and women differ women want to be one most women are not going to give you them their heart mind and soul without first knowing that you have their best interest at heart that you love that they feel that you love them and they love you um and things like that so this is why it's hard. Well, not as much today <laughs> as it used to be, <laughs> but you still got to make that connection no matter how you look at it. Okay. Um, and so if, uh, if it, this is why I asked the question, is it fair to your wife if she is willing and able to make love to you and you as a man have issues that you could have prevented or can prevent or can get rid of? See, and then, and people are selfish. Men, we get selfish. That's called, it's called, you know, we're selfish. Why? Because, well, if I can't do it, if I can't perform, if I can't have sex, then forget it. Right? Women are the same way. Menopausal women are very bad at this. Well, if I don't want to make love and I don't want to have sex and I don't want to be intimate because I don't feel like I want to, then. That's that's cool. I don't want to worry about it. That's very selfish, isn't it? Of course it is. Men are vital. We all know, as we've learned on this podcast, that men are vital, fertile until the end. Until the end. Now their level of fert- uh, their level of virility is 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 at a, at a lower might be at a lower level the, the more they get past forty, but it's still there until they die. Right. Um. Women, it's not like that. The intermenopause, hormones are gone, body changes, libido goes away, and I don't want to make love. I don't care. I can't have babies, so I ain't trying to have sex. That is completely selfish, and men know it, and it's not fair. Okay? So that's why I ask that. Is it fair that 
your wife who loves you and is willing to make love to you, is it fair that she that she cannot enjoy you as a man and, and do that third part of marriage, the third purpose of marriage, which is the unity of the spouses? Believe it or not, when you are in menopause or your husband um, does not have as many hormones as he used to and his sexual drive is not as high, that if you can't have children, that does not mean that you are not a a model for marriage, that you should not be going out. You should you should be still having sex. You should be still going out in public and people can see that you love and care about each other. Why? Because as an older couple, your job is to promote marriage, to let people know, oh, my God, I want to be like that when I get 80 or 85 or whatever it is. You know, selfishness is abound in this society. We only think about ourselves, and this is one of the subjects of this play today is how to defeat all of that stuff. Like the sex and the marital embrace, intimacy is about giving of your heart, mind, body, and soul. For a man, it's about dying to yourself. And as a man, if you can't die to yourself during the marital embrace, your wife is not going to be fulfilled as a woman. She's going to be sexually satisfied, and she ain't going to want to make love to you. Okay. Next, um, men will allow their sexual inadequacies to linger for years and decades through their own inaction. Diseases, illicit acts, medications, etc. cause a heavy burden on his ability to perform at a high level to fulfill his beloved. Gentlemen, I must, I cannot, even guys in my program, they learn all there is for the pretty much to learn to know about intimacy and they still fight it. I have to work very, very hard to get men to understand what intimacy is completely about because they can't get over it. They can't understand what I'm trying to tell them and they fight it because men and women today are very disordered when it comes to sex. Disordered means what? Without God. OK, and so the because we've 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 had some of us have had sex since we were teens or since we were, you know, uh, pre-adolescence, we've had sex in our 20s. We had sex for 30, 30 years and stuff or whatever. And when someone co- and, and all that stuff is illicit, it's you know, we've had sex outside of marriage and we've we've learned certain ways that, that we think works and, and things that don't work and, and things like that. But it's all disorder without God. And so when we start, we get married, we bring all that crap and baggage with us when we get married and we take it in the bedroom. And sure, lust lasts good for a minute. Everybody that's ever been married, for the most part, they have great sex. One of the reasons they love each other is to have great sex when they're dating. Then when they then they they have sex with each other for two or three years, or in some cases, 10, 15 years. Then we go, oh, let's get married. Then we get married, and then we have sex for, depending on how long you had sex before you were married, you might have good sex for six months. You might have good sex for a year or two or three, but then all of a sudden the lust goes. The eroticism leaves and all you have is yourselves. Now, what do we do? We don't have, we don't, there's no sex. There's no intimacy. Where's our marriage going? And this is where you need what I talked about 
prayer, number one, in your marriage, because God will facilitate your love. He will facilitate your intimacy, which which goes into the bedroom, especially when you invite God into your bedroom when you make love. Okay. If we desire our wives to want to make love to us, we must become not just okay, adequate, or acceptable as a lover. We must become world-class performers in this area, especially as our wives age and become menopausal women. And I've talked about that. In a series I did a while back, I gave you 33 clues to help you understand how and why your marriage may be or death trouble and how to avoid it. But I know men. We just refuse to listen when it comes to marriage and relationships. And when we do listen, we've avoided the problem so long that we find ourselves in what the church calls marriage crisis. Divorce, separation, annulment, no sex, arguing constantly, etc. But in the Holy Lover series, you have a reprieve. I give husbands solutions in case they didn't heed my warnings in the clues. My wife wants a divorce series or a husband has come to this podcast after that series and needs help in getting out of marriage crisis. I also make a bold claim that these 33 gifts will satisfy and fulfill your beloved wife forever if you embrace them and are consistent and persistent. I must also be completely transparent and honest. A husband cannot do this on his own and expect to completely fulfill his wife. He needs help and marriage coaching help to be exact. Why? Because he needs help, guidance in the act of building many habits to achieve greatness. Marriage is the hardest relationship on this earth to get great, but the battle for greatness is always 10 times worth the struggle, isn't it? The Holy Lovers series, How to Save Your Marriage When Your Wife Is Given Up, 33 gifts that will satisfy her forever, and that's what I'm saying. 33 gifts that will satisfy her forever will help. And they work, but it always requires a husband to be a man of action. Again, I ask, are you a holy lover, which is you becoming the man God created you to be and you becoming the husband your wife needs? If you are not, then my friend, it is time to get to work. No more excuses. It's time for us as husbands to enter the battle to begin a warrior mode. Satan has our wife. And to combat that, we must don our armor, lift our shield and sheath our sword as the spiritual battle continues and is now up on us. I must ask, what will you do as a man? Return to your man cave or enter the battle for Christ, your wife, and children? There are 33 gifts of a holy lover, 33 gifts to the satisfaction and fulfillment of your beloved. And today we cover number 28, which states a holy lover is not impotent. And as the man of the home, the defender from evil, your duty and responsibility is to give your life away each and every day in defense of your home from the diabolical. Many men don't understand that. One of your missions and purposes as a man is to defend your home against Satan and keep him out because once he gets in, it's a lot harder to get him out than it is to keep him out. I, this podcast, the Holy Spirit, and the Catholic Alpha Marriage Program have been tasked by God to assist you and motivate you in your mission as protector, defender, and server. The only question is, will you cooperate? And after the break, we will get down to business with erectile dysfunction. What is it? The causes and some things you can do and not have to go to the, before you go to the doctor. I'm sorry. Bam. Bam. 
If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Hey, 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 we are back. So let's get rocking. And as promised, today, gift 28, which states a holy lover is not impotent. So let's get into some basics real quick. Um, some more basics to help lead into the solutions and some things that, that will help you. Hopefully we get through this today. We should. We got 30 minutes left, but y'all know how I get to talking because I want to help and I, I get I get crazy and get passionate about what's happening. <laughs> so if we don't get done with these things today, there's eight of them, then we will pursue the 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 excess of the ones we don't get to tomorrow. Now, the next show. So what is a husband's sexual health? Let's talk about that for like 10 seconds. So sexual health is anything that positively affects or is harmful or negatively affects our ability as husbands to make world-class love to our beloved wife physically or spiritually for the benefit of God and our beloved wife. Okay. Self-explanatory. Okay. I've said the definition three times a day, but I say it because I want that to get into your mind. Okay. So what is erectile dysfunction and age-related impotency? So number one, erectile dysfunction is in simple terms, is the inability of a husband to attain or maintain an erection for the purpose of intimacy with his wife, okay? Age-related impotency is a little, it's the same thing, but it's a little different, okay? Age-related impotency, in simple terms, is the loss of hormones in husbands as they age, and their hormones replace themselves at a much slower rate causing the inability to attain or maintain an erection, okay? So, you see, they're the same, but there's little, it's little, it's a little differences with the two. So, a lot of times you guys hear me say that usually when a man reaches age 40, he should be really careful about ejaculating so much because what that does is that, that, that starts to, uh, remove his hormones, and when you lose your hormones, you lose your sex drive and you get erectile dysfunction, okay? Um, and so this is why it's important that you'll hear us talk about things like pornography and masturbation, which is the culprit of men ejaculating too much, and then they get depressed because without your hormones, you your, hormo your hormones are help give you vitality, and vitality is basically energy, and when that energy is gone, 
then you, you get, sometimes men could get into a depressed state. Like you guys that are mean to your wife, mean to your children, mean at work, don't understand what's going on. A lot of times it's because your hormones are low. Most doctors today know that, but they didn't know that when I learned this, okay? They're starting to catch up, okay? So that's what's important. So once you pass 40, it's important that you realize that your health, your sexual health changes and your energy as a man changes and your ability to reproduce your hormones changes just like in women. The problem, the thing with men is the difference, as we talked about earlier, the difference between the two is women lose it forever. Men replenish their hormones very, very slow the older they get. All right. Next. So what causes erectile dysfunction and age-related impotency? So sex, desire, and drive are caused by the accumulation of hormones formed in the body and concentrated in man's semen. When this is lost by frequent ejaculations, the greater the frequency, the amount of loss, the close, the closer man comes to inability, the inability to maintain an erection called, and this is called impotency, okay? Simultaneously with this, his drive for sex goes down. It's simple. The amount of semen conserved and accumulated equals virility, and the amount of semen lost in frequency of ejaculations equals impotence and in, in the inability to maintain sexual rigidity of the penis as well as sex drive and desire. All right. Another possible cause related to this problem can be deficiencies of proteins, good fats, some minerals, vitamins, and hormones present in a diet, which can be easily and quickly corrected. An example of a deficient diet is the strict vegetarian vegan diet. Okay. So look, I'm going to tell you, man, if you one of them guys, man, out there trying to do that vegan thing because you've been brainwashed into thinking steak and, and eating animals is wrong, you better wake up. <laughs> you better wake up. Don't listen to these crazy people, these tree huggers. They don't know what they're talking about. Strict vegan diet, you need, listen. One of the main things that when a guy has uh, erectile dysfunction in particular, the first one of the first thing you need to do is get his water intake up, his purified water intake up, and get his butt on the carnivore diet. Bam. Right away. Because what you do before you go to doctor, man, is you do everything you can do to get things right. And then when you try everything you can try, then it's like in the depression thing we talked about a couple of weeks ago. We talked about depression. You do everything you can do. And then when you go to the doctor, the doctor's going to be like, what did you do? Because that's what doctors say. Well, what have you done? You know, what's going on? And you're going to say, I did this, 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 and this. And I still got problems. Then the doctor knows, okay, I can eliminate this, this, and this. He's going to ask you all these questions. Boom. And you can, you help the doctor help you better. Okay. I hate when guys got a medical problem. The first thing they do is they, well, first of all, we don't even go to the doctor. <laughs> but what we do, first thing we do is we go to a therapist or we go to a doctor, an MD or something, and we go, hey, I can't, I'm having problems. You know, and the doctor's going to say, okay, because doctors these days, what they do, well, here's some medication. Go take that. Boom. Or let me do this surgery on you and put this thing in you and boom, let's give you this, you know, and you really don't want that. You really don't. Okay. So the vegan diet, get away from it. 
Understand God knows what he's doing. Pork, chicken, beef, fish, all that stuff is good for you. It helps rebuild. It helps. Matter of thing, um, protein helps rebuild. I don't know why, but it it, it helps your virility, man. It really does. Um, it, it helps your desire. I'm 56 year old. When I go straight to just protein and nothing else, for some reason, my virility really goes up. I'm not a scientist. I don't know why. I just know what works. Okay. All right. Um, so basically what we're down to is hormones are vital to a man's libido, sexual drive and things like that. Okay. And now what we're going to do is, um, we're going to, I'm going to give you some things to help diminish the effect of erectile dysfunction and a letter impotency if you are willing to sacrifice. Now, look, just like with our marriages, we thought we can neglect our marriage for 20 years or five years. And then all of a sudden our wife gets pissed off and we think, well, we can fix it in like a, in like two days or something by giving her some flowers and some candy or something. Guess what? That ain't going to work no more because she knows your game. Same with your sexual health. We got premature ejaculation. We got erectile dysfunction. We've been doing, we've been masturbating. We've been watching pornography. We're doing all these things that are screwing up our, our, our ability to be a, a, a high perform, a high performance lover for our wife who deserves that because she is the mother of our children. She has washed our dirty drawers. <laughs> she has cooked meals for us. She goes out and works all every day. She deserves the best that we can give her with intimacy inside and outside the bedroom. And if you don't like what I'm saying, that means you got the problem. Okay. So what we're going to do is you must sacrifice. We've allowed things like those sexual problems to get into our life. It's going to take a pill. It's not going to do the job. Think about it. Yeah, go get the blue pill. And you got to, first of all, when you want to make love, you got to play. You got to go and get this pill. You got to take it an hour before or something like that. And then you got to, you know, then it don't, it's weird feeling because it's not natural. And then the woman, the wife don't really like it, you know, and because she feels something weird about it too. And so we got all these problems going on when what we can do is just, sacrifice and suffer a little bit and get this stuff corrected and then we can be our old selves again where when we see our beautiful wife she turns us on she is beautiful like the blessed mother to us and we want to embrace her that's what we want to get to gentlemen right okay now a lot of you are in marriage crisis listening to me I understand that your wife don't want to have sex with you right now. Your wife don't want to touch you to touch her right now. She only want to talk to you. But listen, I very rarely get like this. But listen, you got to know the how to be the best lover and the best man you can, so that when your wife starts to see the changes in you, and you guys get and she allows you to love her again and make love to her again, you ain't clumsing around like you was before. Okay, so you gotta understand your body as a man. It's it's husband malpractice if you don't know your wife's body and you don't know your own body and how it works and what it can do and how you can damage it. People think if I'm not taking arsenic and doesn't affect me like right now, whatever I do is fine. No, it ain't. No, it ain't, gentlemen. It's not. 
these potato chip companies, I have nothing against them because in McDonald's and all them people, I have nothing against them. I really don't. I think it's a travesty that the government makes them put calories on the damn thing and people sitting there, you know, if I'm in there at McDonald's, which you guys heard me say before, if I'm eating McDonald's, I don't care less what the calories of a hamburger are because I didn't come in there to eat salad. <laughs> you know, I'm a grown man. I'm a grown woman. I, I When I go do some, I, when I eat ranch, I don't want low-fat ranch. I want ranch. <laughs> oh, y'all know I'm telling the truth. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. Okay? So what we got to do is understand that when we are, when we have a sexual issue, it's going to take time and patience to get in sacrifice to get rid of it. So we can get back to that viral man. Believe it or not, we as men are supposed to be making love until we die in our 80s, in our 90s. Your wife, if she knows she's going to have a good time, I don't care how old she is and she has the ability to, she will allow you to make love to her. She will because she likes feeling good too. But what do people do? They retire and forget their purpose. Well, I'm just going to go golfing all the time. I'm going to go sit around and watch TV all the time or whatever people do when they retire these days. And, you know, but the, what you know what you can do? You can make love to your wife every day. You can go to daily mass every day. You can be intimate with her every day and get her flowers and take her out. And, and, and you two go and pray together and go to adoration together. You guys work your yard together at your house. You guys invite the grandkids over and the grandkids see how much you love the, how you love each other. And they want to be like their grandparents one day. See, this is the, you know, give your life to God, get in the ministry and give your life to God and you and your wife work together and, 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 and be really love each other. This is what retirement is about. The state of life, which you heard me talk about yesterday. Okay, guys, you can have this, but you got to work for it. One thing I learned about God, he is not going to just give you something. He's not. Why? Because that doesn't help your soul. It's real simple. I hate it too. <laughs> I hate that thought line, that thought of that line of thinking too. But look at Christ. Every time we get like this, just look at Christ. Did God let him off easy? Of course he didn't. Matter of fact, it's way worse than for us. Christ knew for 33 years that he was going to be crucified. He knew that. And he still did his mission. That's the kind of man you want to be. Even though you don't feel like it, even though you don't want to do it, even though you detest it, even though you love McDonald's, <laughs> Burger King, uh, the steak joint, whatever it is, potatoes and steak, all that stuff. Hey, you still got to start to wing yourself off and realize that my wife deserves better. OK, so again. Uh, again, is it fair that our wives love us, care for us, support us, and through our inability to sacrifice in order to maintain good sexual health, we fail them in the intimacy department. These eight things should be tried before going to a doctor to get medication. As we all know, most medications are toxic to the system, and while they help in one area, cause many side effects and more disease in another area. These things I bring to you now are totally within your control, 
to get rid of or reduce the effects of impotency and ED, but which are the same thing, guys. Just to be, I don't know why I said that, but wrote that, but they're the same. Okay. Just age-related impotency is a little different as we covered. But you must be willing to sacrifice for the greater good. Remember that sexual health is divided into spiritual consequences and physical consequences. Today, these things we review will cover both of those consequences. Number one, stay away from pornography. I know you don't like that one. Stay away from pornography. Pornography is harmful because it separates us from our beloved wife and the divine lover. It is selfish and harms the one flesh union God has in store for us. It is selfish because love is meant to be shared with the woman we have chosen to spend forever with. It begins the mental state of looking at women as objects instead of our helpmates and guides. It also fosters a mindset trigger that over time makes it difficult for us to perform at a world-class level when we make love to our wife. I cannot express enough to you guys. Pornography and masturbation, we ain't talked about that one yet, but pornography, man, will hurt you as a lover. And your wife will know something's wrong. I, I cannot tell you the many wives that I know, they know when their husband's doing pornography. They know it. A lot of times women will stop making love to their husbands because I don't want, she goes, I don't want that. I'm your wife. I'm the mother of your children. I deserve better respect than that. And a lot of women, you know what they'll do? They'll watch porn with them. They don't like it, but they love their husband and they want to bond with him, so they'll watch it with him. And, you know, and as men, we've all looked at some kind of pornography. It might have been soft porn, but a lot of us have looked at hard porn, me included, when I was younger, and I and I know how bad it can be. Um, and but women look at pornography, if she's not if she's not in it with you, she looks at that you're cheating on her. Even if she isn't with it, women are not stupid. They realize that you're cheating on me. You're looking at this stuff, and then at the same time, you're jacking off. And so basically, you're really cheating on me. And women, they don't, that's that separates us from two people. Or it separates from it separates us from God and it separates us from our wife, which in turn separates us from who? Our children. Because our wife leads our children to us, and then we lead our everybody to God. And how can we do that if we are doing things against chastity to help our wives and love them? Okay? Number two, stay away from masturbation. Masturbation hurts our physical power as a man by unnecessarily wasting our sexual hormones. Remember, our sexual hormones are important. They they and they entail our vitality. They entail our virility and our um our um uh, our our power as a man. And without without our hormones, and we waste that our hormone our our semen is meant to create life. Our semen is not meant to be wasted on the ground. When we do that, and I'm not trying to preach on that. I don't preach. What I try to get you guys to understand, I bring this to your everyday life and try to get you to understand the harm of that. Think about it. 
God has given you this godlike ability to create life. And what do we do? We spill it on the ground like it means nothing, like God means nothing, like our children mean nothing. We have to have more respect for ourselves. I can't tell me, guys, tell me, oh, I've got needs. You've got needs to get your act together, be a a loving husband, and your wife will give you all the sex you want. She will. Even out of duty, she will. But women, they, what happens is, it's like when we spill our seat on the ground, what happens is then we don't then our sex drive goes right for that for the next two or three days or seven days or whatever your cycle as a man is. Usually, the younger you are, the quicker you can recover from ejaculation. The older you are, the longer it takes. Okay, but man, think about it. Your wife, I mean, get when we get ourselves together as a man. We get so many more benefits. And guys tell me, well, I have needs. Well, what you do, man, is you allow that suffering and that pain that you have without making love to your wife. You you take that to God and you get into prayer and you be strong and stop being weak. And, And that's what it comes down to with Going without sex is hard. I've done it. Believe me, I've done it. Not as long as some of you have, but I've gone months without it. And I and and I was married, military, and I was gone, <laughs> gone, dude, on a little island about the size of this TV screen. <laughs> but my point of what I'm saying is, I understand. Look at I look at it like this, like I look at priests, like the priests that are doing it right. Okay. Priests for 2,000 years have been been celibate, and some fail, most don't. How do they do that? You ask yourself, how do they do that? I'm married to my wife, and how do I do it? How do other men do it? How do priests do it? What they do is they take it to God, and God gives them the grace to get through it because they ask God to help them with their deficiency, and that's how you do it. Um. The problem with masturbation, man, to me, is even worse than pornography. In the eyes of God, it's really not. I think it's like the same, but don't matter. The thing about masturbation is it, it has so many soul-jeering effects and so many physical effects and the effects it has on our wife. And it, 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 it hurts us as men. It takes our power away, our virility, Okay. And we lose our hormones, which is the key to our health as our, our health as a man physically and our health, our sexual health as well and our outlook on life. OK, and when we masturbate over time, we become sexually, spiritually and mentally weak. Right. If I give in to the, to the masturbation, if I give in to pornography, if I give in the same sex attraction, or I give in all these in, to, into infidelity with another woman or whatever, I become weak as a man mentally weak okay this causes a depressed state in men fostering irritability anger and frustration remember what i was saying about that remember i was saying about how when you lose your hormones when you when you masturbate a lot and stuff or you ejaculate too much same thing um you become uh, you get in a depressed state your body gets in a depressed state because you just lost your hormone. That's why when you make love to your wife 
and you ejaculate to have a baby or whatever, you like it's like an it's like an, an atomic bomb just went off. <laughs> like, oh man, woo, I'm done. I'm done. Okay, especially the older you get, right, gentlemen. <laughs> but your wife, she ain't like that, is she? She ain't like that. Your wife could she won. She's like, oh, okay. Yeah, that was good, but we got any more, you know? So this is this is the thing about men. We have to realize the more that we lose our hormones in our body, the more we get depressed, a depressed state, which can cause depression, irritability, anger, frustration. When I see guys that lose control a lot and are angry, irritable all the time, that lets me know that they're 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 losing, they're ejaculating too much. Okay. Next, which which week? Um, it fosters irritability, anger, frustration, which we then begin to take it out on our wives, even our children, especially if you're taking it out on your children and your wife. That's a good clue to you that when you see your kids and when you see your wife, you feel irritable and things like that a lot. I used to be like, feel like that, man. I used to long, long time ago, and I have never forgotten that feeling. Okay. But when I started praying and then I started um, getting to the Catholic church, and then when I started uh, taking care of my uh, my semen and stuff, dude, it changed. It changed. Okay. Um, next, love is meant to be shared. And when we masturbate, we turn in upon ourselves as a man, which basically is extreme selfishness. Masturbation and pornography will eventually cause erectile dysfunction. And you will be unable to perform or be severely deprived of your sexual performance and stamina. Basically, you will get ED and your sexual drive will all but disappear, okay? So, gentlemen, I do like I do all of you. I talk all the time is you're a grown-ass man. You're a grown-ass man. You can do whatever you think your marriage can stand. You do whatever you think your soul can stand. And that's all I got to say about it. Moving on. Number three. Understand how disease works in the body and create habits to foster good physical health. Woo, this is a good one. What we eat can cause premature ejaculation and erectile dysfunction. Our diet is everything when it comes to our sexual health and our mental and bodily health in general. What we eat causes inflammation and toxicity, which begins to affect our organs, such as our liver, heart, kidneys, lungs, etc., this is why I want you to really understand that you can eat whatever you want. You just got to give your body time to expel it from the body, right? You got to give your body time to recover. You can eat, look, think about it. Unless you take arsenic in a big dose, you're not going to die, right? You know, what happens is you get weak and stuff like that. But guess what? In a small doses, if you keep taking over doses over time, you will die. But if you take a dose of arsenic and you allow your body to get rid of it through purified water, through your diet and things like through fasting and things like that, what happens? You recover, don't you? Of course you do. And so this is why you have to understand your body and how disease works in your body. Okay. Again. What we eat causes inflammation and toxicity, which begins to affect our organs, such as our liver, heart, kidneys, lungs, etc. Once this happens, disease sets in such 
as diabetes, lung disease, liver disease, heart disease, arthritis. So we then get on medications, and these make the toxicity more damaging. And when all of these things start, it starts to decline slowly in many very fast or, or, or you know, other things for our sexual health. Now, we got to understand, too, a lot of times I forgot to mention. A lot of times, man, one thing doesn't cause premature ejaculation. One bad habit doesn't cause erectile dysfunction unless you're taking a medication that, like, it tells you, look, there's a 90% chance you're going to get erectile dysfunction, okay? That's different. I don't mean that. But usually, because you're taking medications or you're eating bad or you're taking stimulants or or whatever, whatever the things are that contribute, your body might not necessarily shut down on you and cause erectile dysfunction with just one bad habit. But what happens is when you get two of those things, three things, four things, five things, that stuff compounds on each other, then you start having problems. And so a lot of guys, when they come to me, I'm trying to tell them, look, dude, these things, look at these things and then start eliminating them. And, and then that'll probably solve your problem. Now, uh, you know, if you had cancer or something or or you had prostate cancer or something like that and, you know, they cut stuff where it's supposed to, you know, they got to cut stuff to save your life. That's not what I'm talking about. But even sometimes through prayer and better habits, that stuff can come back. Your erectile dysfunction can leave. You get blood flow to your penis. Believe it or not. But uh, that's just things that you got to work on, okay? So so these things can produce erectile dysfunction and inability to make and maintain control or to even maintain an erection. We must remember that our sexual organs run on the fuel called blood, and anything that pollutes that blood pollutes and affects our, our sexual health, Okay. And so with that being said, you've got to understand, again, that how disease works in the body is when we allow toxicity in our system, it, it starts to affect our organs one by one. Once one organ breaks down, then the other organs have to compensate, and then they compensate, and then what happens is they start to break down too, and then we get chronic disease, all right? So which which should, which should let you know that you can you can stop this. You can you can take care of it. Like look, I might get cancer tomorrow, but it's not it's, it's not become for the of uh it's not from a lack of tr of not trying. You know, do the best you can. Eliminate things the best you can. And when you slip and fall off the wagon, you get back on. Okay, the main thing is get your water intake up and things like that. Okay, to get that toxicity out of your system, to keep the blood from flowing to your organs, including your um, your penis, and then you'll start to see a change. Okay, number four, last one for today. We'll cover the other four tomorrow. Spiritual warfare. Stay away from offenses against chastity, such as pornography, masturbation, same-sex attraction, infidelity infidelity, lust, prostitution, that kind of stuff, okay? Remember that chastity is the virtue which tempers our sexual desires. It's a virtue for a reason. Because of concupiscence, which means order towards sin, when the fall happened, 
we are now broken in order towards sin. So this is why the virtue of chastity is under temperance. And it's very, very important that we understand that and understand. Because see, man, think about it. Think about it, man. Once you understand your wife's body, once you understand your body, once you understand God and what and, and the effects of and the and the things that God's trying to show you when it comes to sexual desires and things like that, you can conquer all this stuff. And you ain't got to take one pill. Okay? Think about that when I'm when I'm going over this last one. It's it's man, you as a man, dude, we are and we are in control a lot more than we think we are. And the Holy Spirit is there to what? To assist us. Okay? Next. So, remember, chastity is the virtue which excludes or moderates the indulgence of the sexual appetite. It is a form of of the virtue of temperance, which controls, according to right reason, the desire for and use of those things which afford the greatest sensual pleasures. God is not saying you can't have sex. That's another thing I hate when people start talking about. God wants you to make love. He wants you to enjoy sex because then you will do his will. Okay. Of procreation, of creating saints, of loving your wife, of loving your children. He wants that. He wants that. But what do we do because of concupiscence? We can ruin the sexual act and taint it. Okay. And so it's hard. I know it's hard, man, but really that's what prayer is for spiritual warfare. Okay. Uh, So, again, our sexual health addresses anything that positively affects or is harmful or negatively affects our ability as husbands to make world-class love to our beloved wife, physically or spiritually. And the offenses against chastity of pornography and masturbation not only affect our sexual health physically, but attack it with a vengeance spiritually. We must understand these two items open the door to the demonic because they interfere with procreation. Again, if you guys think about it, think about it, think about it. God really only interferes in our sex life when it does what? Everybody together. When it interferes with creation. Same-sex attraction. Um, What is the other one? Prostitution, pornography, contraception, uh, uh, abortion. All of these things have one thing in common, birth control. They have one thing in common. They interfere with procreation. That brings the wrath. We wonder why our country is in such a bad state. Because we killed 30 million babies or more. That's why. We allowed the demon, one of uh, uh, Satan's top demons, to enter our country and more than one of them, I should play that one time, that 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 talk by Father Ripperker about the hierarchy of demons. Oh, my God, it is so good. <laughs> it is, it'll straighten your butt out. <laughs> it'll straighten you out real quick. I need to find that. But look, that's why our country is in such a bad state. People think it's bad luck. People think it's the economy. People think all of these things, the morality of people has changed our society because God is not around in it. And we are doing things. We've legalized same-sex attraction. We killed uh, millions of babies. We have no-fault divorce. We legalized contraception. What do you expect our country to happen 
we're morally bankrupt. What are, what do you think's going to happen, man? It's the consequences of the spiritual life. Okay? You hear me and other people talk about all the time. If you want to have a lot less problems in your life, you get rid of sin, which requires what? It requires um it requires living a good Catholic life, which is basically taking the sacraments. Okay? Um, and the knowledge of God and scripture and these that good, that's a good Catholic life. People who live a good Catholic life, just look at their life. Look at it. They got problems, but they ain't got them like stuff like that. Everybody's gonna have people try to die and stuff, you know, or people that lose a baby, or people that, you know, things are gonna happen, you know. But chronic evil in your home, chronic evil in your home, p- Catholics who live a good Catholic life don't have that. They don't. Okay, uh, we must understand these two items open the door and the interfere with procreation. This is God's ultimate plan for us to send souls back to him as saints in order to spend eternity with him in heaven. This goes under the I will not serve declaration that Satan proclaimed. Remember, the true love of God comes not under our feelings towards him, but of our obedience to him. And for this reason, we have a free will. Either we choose the way of Christ or the way of Satan. There is no in-between pornography and masturbation and the other offenses against chastity separates us from God immediately and places us on the team of Satan. For this reason, the demonic enter our home easily because God is no longer present. This holds extremely true because the husband is the protector and defender of the home. And if he is in mortal sin, there is no protection from the evil one in his home. This is not theory, gentlemen. This is fact. Bam. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Live streamed on YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, and CatholicAlpha.com. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So, for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider... Marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, all right, we are back, and thank you very much for hanging out with me today for this hour of love and responsibility that St. Pope John Paul II's book talks about. Uh, I hope to see you on the next show, which will be Thursday, which is tomorrow, and we will finish up the rest. And I hope those first four have given you something to think about. Again, please try your best to understand what's actually happening. Society can't teach you the things that the church can teach you. 
They can't. The church answers everything for over 2,000 years. Trust God. Trust his church. Trust our Lord. Trust the Blessed Mother. Trust the angels. Listen to your guardian angel. Do it. Give your life over to God truly and understand exactly what's happening and how you can conquer a lot of these things. Bad things in your life, First, the first principle is bad things in your life are never a coincidence. They happen for a reason. Okay, and that I'll leave you with that thought today. So as we always do, we end with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, which states, Society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Now go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast. Pray and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang!